The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and I said to, as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. I believe it. I heard about all four of you guys just running all day yesterday. And the movies? Up till nine? What? You crazy, crazy guys. Well, as usual, I've got a question. I'm especially excited for this question because I know that some here have planted gardens before, and others are very observant and know about gardens and how they go. So I think you're going to do really well with these, okay? Let's say that I have a packet of seeds. Uh, we're going to make them beans, green beans. I want to plant them. And I go out, I just throw them on the ground, and then that's it. What's going to happen? Yeah, it needs the soil, it needs to be in the soil. <laughs> That's right. What else? What else might happen if I just throw seed on the ground and leave it there? A bird might pick it up. That's right. Oh, yeah, any kind of critter. Maybe a curious squirrel, maybe a bird, maybe a dog comes by and just shuffles them around. I don't know. Could be anything. One of them might sprout. And against all odds, one of them might even grow. But it's not really the way you would plant a garden, is it? What would I do with that packet of seeds if I wanted to grow green beans? Yeah. It, it, 
Okay. It, it just warms my heart that you include the worms every time. Like, it's just, I love it. love it so much. Yeah. You work up the soil. You plant it. You wouldn't plant it too deep. You wouldn't plant it too high. You pay attention to what the seed needs, right? And then you pack it down firmly, but not too firm. Make sure it has some water. Make sure it has sun. Make sure it has the nutrients it needs in the soil. You give it some time, right? But you keep tending to it. You keep giving it what it needs. And what will happen? What happens, Callan, when you give the seed everything it needs? Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time it grows. And then what happens? Then you can eat the beans, yeah. Then it grows and it flowers. And then from that flower comes a nice long bean. It's pretty cool. Planting seeds are, is a lot like love. When we love people, and we use that word all the time, don't we? When we love people, we don't just say the word love and throw it out into the air and it lands on the ground and there's nothing else done. We pay attention to the people that we are loving, to the people that we do love and the people we want to love. And just like a seed, we pay attention to what they need and what we can do we can't do everything for the seed. We can't do everything for everybody else. But we pay attention and we give the right love in the best ways we can. We pay attention to how they need and what they need and when they need it. This will be imperfect from time to time. But this is also the best kind of love that there is. And much like a seed, when we watch love, it grows. It'll blossom and it'll flower most of the time. And good things come at the end. Things that fill us up. Things that give us good things in our hearts and their hearts and in so many others. Love grows more love than was first planted. Does that make sense? So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pay attention to growing things this week and the ones who take care of them. You might see them in the fields. You might be some of those people. You might see them in all kinds of different places. Pay attention to what they're doing and how they're doing it. And think about those things when you love, when you love your family, your friends, neighbors, and even yourself. Does that make sense? Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, you grow beautiful things in our life, and we give you thanks for that love. Thank you for paying attention to us and shaping for us the things that we need in the ways that we need them. In the midst of all things, help us to be good growers of love too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. Get back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. For this one, I have to use a note card because I can never remember the order of these things. But that's okay. Love is something that we call ourselves to time and time and again. 
And we hear for a second time in a short amount of time this new commandment, the same one that we heard on Monday, Thursday, we hear again on this side of the cross, and it rings in our hearts a little bit differently, like we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, but in the same way. And the biggest question I have for us, as we hear love one another as I have loved you, is how are you doing that? Because I think that Jesus was not one to simply throw love out into the world, watch it scatter on the ground, and just kind of hope that something might grow maybe one day. But Jesus did a whole lot of work of understanding who people were, walking into their towns and villages and homes, eating with them, sleeping um, in their spaces, all kinds of stuff. Jesus did work to know who he was with and who they were about. And in that context, we find healing. And in that context, we find forgiveness. In that context, we find the work of God. One of the best tools I have found in this love work comes way back from the early 90s. I say that tongue in cheek. You might have heard of these before. They're called the five love languages. And people have used them to describe love between people in relationships, love between people uh, as part of organizations and communities, love of all kinds. And there's five of them. They include words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. In each one of these, we have an understanding of a different way of loving, a different way of being, both a different way of receiving love and of giving love. I want us to reflect today on which of these love languages is the one that we like to receive the best, the one that we like to share the most, and the ones we see in the people around us. Because I don't want us to be people that simply throw the good seeds of God on the ground and hope they grow. I want us to be people that have skills and abilities and think about them clearly, as I'm sure we already do. Words of affirmation. Have you ever had that moment in your life where someone speaks into your heart that word of affirmation that really, really brings you to life? Those notes that you long to hear. I'll say that you, together, Trinity, are already good at words of affirmation. You're already good at this. You're people who can speak words of affirmation to one another. I've heard you speak them to me. You have put me on a right path when I was on a wrong one, and you've put me into good, full standing when I felt drained. I've seen you speak kind words to each other, uplifting words to each other. I've seen you do this really well. You're good at words of affirmation. Think about a time when somebody spoke words of affirmation to you, something that went into your heart and maybe is even still there. That's one of the love languages. Physical touch. 
Inside a relationship, physical touch can mean so many different things. Outside of relationship, physical touch means the same thing. The thought that I go back to so often is work that I have done alongside any one of my brothers. And I remember standing at the edge of a field. It was full of volunteer corn that we had to chop down because the combine couldn't process it. And we would walk in the middle of July of all times, up and down through the rows of corn with sharpened hose, trying to just hack at these things down so that the combine could get through. And I remember standing there after a long day of cross-country practice and band and everything else. And the, you know, the sun had already gone mostly down. It was still 85 degrees outside and humid. I didn't want to go. And I heard the step, 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 step of my brother's steel toe boots crunching the burnt grass. And he comes up behind me and just drills me on the shoulder. And he says, let's go. Now, anybody else does that, I'm mad. (laughs) But when he does that, I realize that there's going to be someone walking beside me and there's someone walking with me. And he doesn't want to go either because he was beside me that whole day long. But the work that I couldn't do by myself, I can do beside someone. And those words of affirmation, let's go, is both an invitation and inclusion of who I am, ring true into my heart to this day. There are so many days I stand on the edge of, and I still feel my shoulder give way as in my head I hear the words, let's go. Love. Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts is this beautiful thing I see so many in our area do time and time again. These can be as sweet as cookies left on the doorstep and as grand as thoughtful gestures can be and as small, as small as a homemade card is, that's still deeply impactful and thoughtful in the way that it remembers us and who we are. There have been so many gifts of so many sizes that have left impacts on who we are. Think inside your own lives, what those gifts have looked like. I know there's one gift that I treasure quite a bit. It's a pair of really rusted through pliers. And I received them from my father or maybe I received them from my grandfather. Either way, it came through the line. And originally I used them to put the sinkers on my fishing line. They were good for that and about nothing else. They tear your hand up something terrible when you use them too long. But I like them because I know they were in my grandfather's toolbox. I know they were in my father's toolbox. I know they're my toolbox now. I hope to give them to somebody one day. This gift puts me in the ground in a way I need to be. It helps me understand who I am in the world. And not because I'm the same as they were, but because I'm loved by them. And understanding that I'm loved by them helps me to love in the way that they love. Love in the best way I know how. Flaws and all. I have done a magic trick. There it is. <laughs> I got really scared there. Okay. 
Quality time. Quality time. What's that moment when someone opened up their lives to yours? You got to sit a while, talk a while, work a while, be a while, play a while, whatever it was. What's that moment where you got to sit in the presence of somebody else and be with somebody else? And just by that motion, just by spending that time together, you knew you were loved. You were overjoyed to be there. You were so happy that that happened. I love the point in this particular sermon where I can see people just dwelling in these things. There's so many times I have that feel like that. Most recently, I spent some time with my folks as they came over, spent a few days with us. And I found us talking about nothing at all for quite a bit of the time. But the fact that they drove that far and the fact that they sat there for that long and they ate whatever food I made and they said it was good, whether it was or not. <coughs> Quality time. The way that we turn our whole lives over for the sake of just being together. Acts of service. This fifth and final one is one of the biggest ones that I feel inside my life. For me, and I've told Kristen quite a bit, if I want to know love, if I want to experience love, the words are nice, the gifts are nice, everything is beautiful, but work beside me, work with me. Put your hand next to my hand, put your foot next to my foot, and let's walk this mile away. I was so happy every time someone in my life said that they would run with me or they would work with me or they would do anything with me. Those were beautiful, beautiful times in my life because I'm not filled by working alone. I'm not filled by these times alone. But love, Love in the moments when acts of service are done side by side, stay with us. I have not run by myself in a long, long time. I have not worked by myself in a long, long time. There are so many, so many that I work with, I run with, I stand with, even now. Love. Like this Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we are privileged to hear one another's languages, even as they come through different or sideways, in between and across time and space to us. Like the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, we are gifted to hear love spoken and shared and acted imperfectly but it still has a perfect note. All of these things and all of these moments and all of these voices, all of these experiences come down into one solid moment 
where we here love one another as I have loved you. And they are all an answer of yes to that command. They are all an answer of I will go, Lord, to that command. They are all a witness to the goodness of God in that command. And so this week, think for a little bit about those good things and then take some time doing them as best you can. They won't be perfect. They won't be the highest pinnacles. At least they might not start that way. But love is born in every place, in every time, in every moment, in ways that are new and different and beautiful. So let us love one another as God has loved us. And thanks be to God for love. Amen.